hamstring, and so it makes it difficult. I'm glad that you have tuned in, and I'm believing that the Lord will stir us tonight to help us make the decision to get closer to Him and live for Him. Let's start off with prayer, if we could, this evening. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, O Lord, for your love and mercy and grace. We thank you, God, that you answer prayer, and all things are possible unto thee if we can believe. Help us to agree in touching on the things that we seek you for this evening. Lord God, we lift up little Matt there in Florida that things will go well, and he can be restored back unto thee. Lord, we pray for each of us, O Lord, that you would help us, help us and lead us and guide us and protect us. O Lord God of heaven, that you would stir our heart at all times, that we would understand that the time is growing short and the soon return, O Lord God, of you coming for us is imminent. O Lord God, we lift up our country, our president, our state, our governor, our county and the city and all the officials, that you would continue to help them, give them strength, give them wisdom, help them stand fast, O God, on the precepts that are right, especially those that are in line with thy word. O Lord God of heaven, we pray for our brothers and sisters all over the world, that you would help them as well and strengthen them. And Lord God of heaven, help us to walk by faith and not by sight. For O Lord God of heaven, we desire, I desire to be saved. We thank you again for all that you are doing and have done and shall do. O Lord God of heaven, you are wonderful. You are the true God and the living God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Once again, I want to mention our food pantry. Again, if you have a need, please let me know because we have lots of food there and we've only been able to use it a couple of times. And uh, those were folks that basically weren't members of our church. We were glad we had it to give to them, but we still have quite a bit of food. So if you have a need, let me know, please. Now, this Sunday is Mother's Day. Let's remember our mothers. Let's be kind to our mothers. And so let's remember that. We'll have some uh, small surprises for you uh, this Sunday morning and Sunday evening uh, after the service. And so we pray that you're able to attend. If you're not, let me say now, Happy Mother's Day to you. Uh, this uh, Saturday on the 16th, not, uh, of course, tomorrow, but a week from tomorrow, May the 16th, that's May the 16th, a week from tomorrow, we're going to meet at the Tabernacle at 930 we're going to pack some more in my wife's office and some other things that kind of needs to be packed in a box, and we're going to clean a little bit. Again, we encourage you to wear masks. If you're sick in any way, please refrain from coming. Uh, we will continue to do our best to maintain social distancing. Now, Saturday, May the 23rd, that's two weeks from tomorrow, we're going to meet at the Tabernacle at 8 o'clock, and we're going to have a parking lot sale. We've already sold some items, and we appreciate those that have been an assistance to that. And we have lots of chairs and some other items that we're trying to sell uh, so that we can just raise some money and we don't have to take it to the temple. And so that's May the 23rd, 8 o'clock at the Tabernacle. And we're going to be there, and it shouldn't be too long, you know, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock. We by then should have all of the traffic that we're going to get. Then... Three weeks from tomorrow, May the 30th, I need everyone to help if you're able. And we're going to meet at the Tabernacle at 930. We're going to have a U-Haul. And we've got to move everything that's ours from there 
to the temple that day. They did allow us to get out of the lease a month early. Praise the Lord for that. That saved the church $3,000, but we've got to move. That's the last chance we'll have is May the 30th. That's three weeks from tomorrow at 9.30. Now, I'd like to speak to our academy parents and students. We will have Iowa standardized testing the last Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of May. That is the 26th through the 28th. We'll begin at 9 and we'll end at 3. So parents, you can pick them up at 3. Be sure you're on time, please. It's important. Also, students will be required to wear uniforms. And if you would, please, it's important that you bring lunches for your child. Also, new students, if you are thinking about putting your child in our academy, which we hope you do, it's a safe environment. In fact, while the public school is stopped and they're falling behind, our students have been continuing. And many of them, if not all of them, will finish their grade level this year. Praise the Lord for that. But if you have a new student that is going to be enrolling, you need to get with Evangelist Simmons before the end of May and you need to fill out a registration form, pay the $100 registration fee, set up an appointment with her for the parent-student interview, and then we've got to coordinate a time very soon for a diagnostic test to see where they fit in the program and so we can order supplies. Now, if your student is returning, we also need to know before the end of May because supplies need to be ordered, and the sooner we can order them, the better, especially with everything that's going on. So again, let me quickly recap. Iowa testing. We're going to have that May the 26th through the 28th from 9 to 3. Students are required to wear uniforms and bring a lunch. And drinks with your lunch, please. Whether it be water, whether it be tea, something of that nature, uh, a 100% fruit juice, something that is healthy. Uh, please remember our lunch guy, we don't want a bunch of junk food or candy because that will make them sluggish during the testing. It's important. Again, if you're a new student, you need to get with Evangelist Simmons before the end of May, fill out the registration form, pay the $100. We need to have a night set aside for you and her to have parent and student interviews and also be diagnostic tested. It's important. If your student is returning, once again, by the end of May, we need to know because we've got supplies to be ordered. Now, Sunday services, I want us to remember that our main focus is worshiping the Lord. We still encourage the wearing of masks, of course, social distancing, but we want you to get out, feel free, worship the Lord. You need prayer, you come, you need to go to the altar. Don't hesitate to go to the altar. Uh, God has really been moving. People have been responding. We see folks opening up more and more as each service goes by. And so I want to thank you for that. Again, come in, find a seat, begin to pray and meditate. After the service, go outside to fellowship. Again, this Sunday, Mother's Day, we'll have some special gifts uh, for the mothers. Amen. Our future services. Wednesday will be live streamed just for a few more. On May the 20th, of course, it will be you know, active at the temple. And then that Friday, right after that, we'll have a service at the temple. And then Sunday morning and Sunday night, we'll continue at the temple. But starting May the 20th, no sign-up. Uh, make as many services as you feel led. Amen. And so excited about that. I hope that you are. Again, we'll still have live stream on this Sunday morning. 
and the following Wednesday, but as soon as we hit May the 20th, it'll be, it'll be attending the temple, the service at the temple on Wednesday, Friday, 7 o'clock, both nights, Sunday at 11, and also Sunday night at 6. We're still going to hold off on Sunday school for a little longer, but eventually we're going to be having Sunday school. Now, if you haven't caught the live stream with Brother John Brown talking about the tabernacle, please do so. That is the beginning of our online live stream Sunday school. And so let's begin to do that. Amen. Isaiah 57, 7 through 13 is where we're going tonight. I'm going to give you a little time to get there. That's Isaiah 55, verses 7 through 13. I'm going to turn over there myself. If you will bear with me, I'm going to go there. Hopefully by now you do have your Bibles and you have a notebook ready to take notes when the Lord begins to uh, kind of move on your heart. And remember, the chat is for responding to the message. Responding to the message. Please, let's keep it in participation for the service that you're viewing. Amen. Isaiah 55, verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly party. pardon. Excuse me. I'm getting excited about that because all we need to do is turn from our sins. We need to acknowledge them. We're all sinners, and come back to the Lord, and he will receive us and have mercy and pardon us. Amen. That should be encouraging. For he says in verse 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void or empty or ineffective. That's what that word means. But it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Amen. That should excite you. For you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Amen. Tonight, I want to try to leave this thought with you. The condition of our ear. We have ears. You know, it's an amazing thing about an ear. It seems like, at least for me, and I've noticed a few others, seems like the more mature in life we get, we get a little age on, our ears seem to get a little bigger. I don't know why. I really don't. Uh, it seems like that even though some of you folks may have trouble growing hair at a certain point in your life on your head, it, it seems like that us men especially have no trouble growing ear hair. <laughs> I don't understand all of that, but, uh, you know, it's just amazing to me uh, that God put these ears on, and they're for a purpose, of course, to 
help us to listen for many things. Uh, for, of course, the voice of God uh, to be warned if there was some danger around, to hear our loved ones talking to us, and even hearing and taking heed to the live stream this evening. Ears. The Bible talks about he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. So you really don't even need two ears. He's just saying, if you have an ear, listen up. Amen. Praise the Lord. But we've been blessed. Hopefully everyone that is viewing tonight, you still have two ears. Amen. And hopefully they're open and they're cleaned out. And for us that are a little aged, we have trimmed the hair away so the sound will come in. Amen. If you need to, turn the volume up so that you can hear what the Lord will say this evening. Amen. The Lord was talking about how if we repent, truly repent and come back to him, that he will receive us with mercy and pardon us. Oh, thank God for that because I need to do that. In fact, I must do that every single day. I must repent and come back to him so that I can be renewed in the mercy of the Lord, be so rich in my life. And that is what I'm encouraging you to do as well. But as we begin to look at this, he says that as the rain and the snow that cometh down and goeth up and not return, but it begins to water the earth so that plants can grow and trees can grow and, and crops can grow. Why? So that we can have seed to sow and food to eat. Have you ever thought about a flower? I know we don't give much thought to them until they bloom. We really don't. We can see something green out there growing and we won't even pay attention to it until all of a sudden it has this beautiful, beautiful flower. And then when we see that flower, we begin to turn our heads and we begin to say, wow, how beautiful. Well, what I want us to do is take the blossom and go backwards to the beginning of that flower this evening because it was not always a blossom. It was not always a flower. In fact, I've learned something in studying for this message that most flowering plants only flower for a cycle of 49 days. I was thinking about the Jubilee on the 50th day. But that's all. They will only produce that one plant when they begin to bud and flower. Most flowering plants flower for 49 days and then the cycle ends. But how did that plant begin? As I look at it in my backyard, I planted some uh, flowering plants uh, last year. Most of them did very well, came back very quickly, but I had a few that I thought had died because of the winter, because of the harsh conditions that they were exposed to. I want you to listen spiritually to me tonight. And so all I saw was a bare limb. It looked like a dead limb. But as I began to notice as we get Closer into spring, I began to see some leaves. I began to see some other things coming. But how did that plant, that flowering plant, as we go backwards, how did it begin? First of all, it took a seed. It took a seed, a very small seed, good seed. And it had to fall in the right place. It had to have the right nutrition and the right environment for it to begin to take hold. Normally, the seed germination process 
takes place in the first five days after being planted. Five days after being planted. During the third day of growth, that initial growth, it begins to develop. It begins to break through the seed pod. It begins to emerge a root because you see that flower has to have a root. The wind blows. Very seldom, even in this Texas wind, have I noticed in a normal gusty wind, I'm not talking about a hurricane, I'm not talking about a tornado, but in the normal everyday wind that we get, and sometimes we get a norther, it's amazing to me that these flowers, they're flexible, they move, and I have never seen one under a normal condition uprooted. Wow, think about what I'm saying. Because that seed, when it begins to germinate, when it gets the water and the nutrition, the first thing it does is it puts down root. Is that what we do? When we hear the word like tonight, it's good seed. The word of God is perfect. Is our ground ready? Have we given it the necessary nutrients and the water? Are we allowing it to take root before we try to bud? Stage two in this flowering plant is once that stock begins to break through the ground, it doesn't look like much. It doesn't look like much. You, you can't even tell what species it is. You can't even tell what flower may be produced. But when it begins to grow that second stage, it puts on a leaf. Leaves normally come before flowers. Why? Because those leaves are important for the nutrition of the plant. It normally begins six days after it breaks through the ground. It continues for 26 days. And at the 26th day, there on that leaf, somewhere on that leaf, begins to be a little bud. A little bud. Now, stage three. It happens anywhere from day 18 to 26. Giving you a lot of facts this morning. But that new life is life. And that bud is what is going to be. And then on day 26, that bud begins to open up. And you can begin to see the color. You can begin to see whether it's purple or violet or red or white or yellow. It doesn't really matter. You begin to see it. Maybe it's large. Maybe it's small. And then what happens when that flower begins to... It gets people's attention. But not only people. What about bees and butterflies? What about other types of insects that need that flower to survive? I'm wondering about us. Are we doing the things that we're supposed to do to take root, to grow the stock, to produce the leaf, to have the bud, to produce the flower, so that others can take notice in our walk with God. Others can take notice in the beauty that God has given us and that God is inside of us. Maybe that's why people don't really see that we're Christians. Because we're not producing that flower. We're not producing that fruit. 
Now, stage five is when that flower is in full bloom. Remember I told you they produce flowers in that 49-day cycle. That flower normally somewhere around 31 days or so, give or take a day. And throughout 18 days to that 49th day, they're going to produce more buds and flowers because it's not just one, it's not just two. You'll begin, once you see that first one, you'll begin to see others. It's like our blackberry vine. It's a flowering vine. That's what it is. Of course, this flower turns to a fruit, which is really good. In fact, we've already, this year, got almost two and a half pounds of blackberries from it. Already, and many more to come. But when it was first growing, you see these little white flowers and bees everywhere and hummingbirds and, and, and butterflies, and you don't think much about it, but you say, wow, look at all these flowers. And the next thing you know, you see a little tiny green berry, and it gets bigger, it turns to red, and then it turns to black, ready to pick. I want to bring this home this evening to us. You probably know where I'm going. Hopefully you do. But Jesus talked about a parable with the kingdom, about a sower that went forth to sow the seed. I am the sower. And this seed has everything we need in it, everything. It has the ability to take root, it has the ability to give water. It has the ability to have sunlight. Everything that it needs except the proper conditioning of the soul. The proper conditioning of that dirt in which the seed is planted. That heart in which the seed is planted. This is what Matthew 13 verses 3 through 9 says here if you'll Turn there as well. I'll give you some time. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had much, not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, because they had no root, and they withered away. Wow. Root is so vitally important. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But others fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty-four. Then Jesus said this, Who hath ears let him hear. You see, at the time, Jesus taught a lot in parables. He wasn't trying to hide anything. He was trying to use parables to get people to understand the deep meanings of the Scripture. He was trying to reveal it to them. He wasn't trying to hide it from them. He, he wasn't trying to just talk in riddles. But he was talking to the good ground. He was talking to those that would take that seed. Get it into the good ground. Prepare that heart. Let it take root. Then the stalk. Then the leaf. Then the bud. Then the flower. And then you can produce fruit. You cannot produce fruit instantly. You have to have root. You have to have a stalk to hold the fruit. 
You've got to got that walk. You've got to have your talk. You've got to have a lifestyle to produce and hold the fruit. You understand what I'm saying? You've got to have root and you've got to have a life living for God to hold and produce the fruit. And you've got to have leaves. And the leaves soak in more nutrition, the sunlight. And then, of course, the fruit always starts with a bud. It starts with work. It starts with patience. It starts here little, there little. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Of course, the disciples later on when they were with the Lord privately asked, Lord, tell us the meaning of that parable. We don't understand. And so, in verse 18 of the same chapter, hopefully you're there, Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth the way that which was sown in his heart. That is he which received the seed by the wayside. It's kind of like sowing seeds and they're kind of falling there and they're open to the birds. Birds love seeds. Even squirrels will come and get Seeds. And the enemy is waiting. When you hear the word of God and you do not let it get in and you do not let it get down into the good ground so it can take root, then the enemy will snatch it away from you. That's the wayside. Don't let your life, your heart, to become the wayside. Then he goes on to say in verse number 20, But he that receiveth the seed into stony places... The same is that heareth the word and anon, that means immediately, with joy receiveth it. I've seen that over and over again. I'm preaching even tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. And people are stirred and, and they come to the altar. But yet, what happens to them the next day? It goes on to say in verse 21, remember I told you the first step after germination is root. Root before the stem. Root before the stalk. It says here, Yet he hath no root in himself, but dureth for a while, for when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by he is offended. Oh my. Amen. I don't want a stony heart. I really don't. I really don't want a stone. I want a heart of flesh, the Bible talks about. One that is easily molded. One that God can put the necessary things in. And I will condition, work that soul, work that soul so that the seed can germinate and produce root. That's why the Bible says, hide God's word in your heart that you might not sin against him. Lean not upon your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all thy ways, and he shall direct thy paths. With everything going on in the world, and I'm not going to go back to Wednesday night message this evening, but we have to be careful of leaning upon our own understanding and not acknowledging God in all our ways. Let's go on now. In verse 22, he says, He also that receiveth seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word 
and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. It's kind of like a plant coming up. Maybe they spring up real good and everything's looking very well, but we don't take care of the weeds. We don't take care of the things that can choke out that plant. In fact, even grow above it, even stifle it, even kill it. Sweet pea, some of you have been church for years and you still, I want to say this carefully. I want you to really, if you would please, look at yourself as I look at me. Is there any odor of the world still in your life? Dressing like the world? Talking like the world? Going places that are worldly? I want you to think about it. I'm trying to help you produce buds and flowers and produce fruit. The Bible says people can see our good works and glorify God which is in heaven. Not works of righteousness, but those flowers. You can't have fruit without flowers. Whether it be a pear tree, a peach tree, an apple tree, you've got to have flowers. You've got to have flowers. Even that fig tree that the Lord uses so many times in Scripture, got to have some type of bud that comes up to produce that fig. I'm not saying necessarily a flower, but it's got to have a bud. And so when I think about that, the Lord has dealt with me. Some of you are no longer new converts. You're long past that. Please pray about it. That's all I'm asking you. Please pray about it. If you need to make changes, you need to do some cultivating, you need to do some weeding. The Bible even talks about fertilizing a plant. And that fertilizer is the Word of God. Maybe you need to put even more Word of God in your life. Read the Word of God even more than what you may be doing. Jesus was ready to cut a tree down after three years, but that person that was the husbandman, that person that was tending the tree said, No, Lord, leave it alone one more year. Let me dig around it and done it, fertilize it. And that's my responsibility. That's what I'm doing tonight. Lord God of heaven, give them some time, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. Let me dig around it and fertilize it with the word and the teaching and the preaching of the gospel. That they wouldn't hear it from the wayside or they wouldn't hear it from stony places. Neither would they hear it among thorns. But, in verse 23, But he that receiveth seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it. In other words, it germinates. It germinates. It begins to grow. It begins to take root. You begin to be transformed into that, if I may, that plant, that tree that God desires you to be. And then he goes on to say, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some a hundredfold, sixty and thirty. The condition of the year. Am I just hearing the word and I'm not doing it? Am I just hearing the word 
but I'm not creating the soul in my heart to receive it and understand it so that it can germinate and produce a root so that the limb, the stalk, the, the plant can grow and produce fruit. Oh, Lord God of heaven, let me not only hear the word, but let me understand it. Let me receive it with meekness. Let it be engrafted, as the scripture says, in my heart. Let me become a doer of the word, Lord. So what does that tell me? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Surely with other scriptures, as we put the precepts together, that doesn't mean just hearing it brings faith. It means hearing it and doing it brings faith. Amen. It has to be that way. It cannot contradict. If one says don't be, just be a hearer only, be a doer, and one says by faith is hearing the word, it must mean hearing and doing, hearing and obeying. Let the seed, the word of God that you've been hearing recently and you've heard for years, germinate, germinate. You know, it's been known that even a seed, a seed that has been kept in good conditions over thousands of years when planted can still grow. That's why the word of God is just as fresh today as it ever has been because it's been kept in good conditions. It's perfect. The Lord bless you tonight. The Lord help our ears to be more than just hearing the word, but desiring to understand it and do it. Amen. The Lord keep you. The Lord shine his face upon you. The Lord help us to dig and cultivate what we hear from the sower. The sower, that's your pastor. In Jesus' name tonight, the Lord bless.